and then promptly proceeded to lose to Northeastern. So uh, they'll, they'll try and take down the Quinnipiac Bobcats, for those of you wondering what their team name is, uh, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, should be a good time. Make sure you listen to the stream and to Game of the Week on Friday. But that's going to wrap things up. Here from the basement of the Student Activities Building for Jared Carner, David Bickle, Stephanie Nicholas, Tony Bolton, Steve Schuster, and everyone else that has came in late, I'm Steve Lake saying good night and go blue. You Welcome to another WCBN Sports Production here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Penny, back to pass, blitz is coming, gets it away, and it's caught by Edwards, he streaks across and scores the touchdown! Braylon Edwards into the end zone again, and the Wolverines have put the points on the board. Will await the extra points, but the pressure now squarely on the shoulders of the Michigan Just Jake to go with your show! Well, uh, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Hey, hungover Dick Whaley. <laughs> Went to see Lucinda Williams last night. Uh, just absolutely my favorite female R&B folk act. Always see her if you get a chance. Great Inter- voice. Interesting because she's from Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is one of the cities most devastated by the uh, Hurricane Rita. And I would say that it was a lugubrious kind of concert. Lots of sad ballads and, uh, well, just a profound performance as usual. And that sort of caps off a pretty amazing week. Uh, Delays indicted. Frisk is implicated. (laughs) The Iraqi death toll, uh, now American Iraqi death toll, I should say, is uh, now at 1939. It was at 1900 on September 22nd, so it gives you an idea that just in the last 10 days, 40 more Americans have died in Iraq and the various uh, problems and that entails. And, of course, we should always mention that 25 to 30,000 Iraqi dead have occurred since the beginning of this disastrous war. We have the Michigan-MSU game, uh, I think the demise of the Michigan football season. To paraphrase Mark, Frain, Mark Twain, it's been... Uh, Greatly exaggerated. Roberts is confirmed, and then we have this bizarre nominated uh, nominee today, Harriet Myers. Yeah, that's uh, pretty weird. Um, never been a judge. Uh, she's George Bur- Bush's personal lawyer, who uh, she was characterized by him as, quote, a pit bull in size six shoes. She apparently gave Al Gore money in 1988 when he ran for president, and uh, her only government experience, other than heading apparently the Texas Lottery Commission, and perhaps serving on the uh, board of the Arabian uh, Show Horse Horse, uh, Association, is that she was on Dallas City Council for a couple of years. Just absolutely mind-boggling, but... Well, it all, she's so grossly underqualified that it almost seems, well, it's Bush, so you know anything is is possible here. Uh, he may really genuinely uh, believe that she's a good candidate, but it almost seems like a stall tactic. Yeah. Like, okay, Roberts is in. Let's throw this one out there and see what the Democrats are going to do with it. 
Well, they're not going to do anything with it. It sounds to me like she's confirmable. Uh, obviously, 50 Republicans are going to vote for Bush's nominee no matter what. And barring any bizarre skeletons in the closet, I see her sailing right through. Uh, Laura Bush apparently uh, implored the president, nominate a woman to replace Sandra Day. So that's all fine and good. She's also a member of an evangelical church. So she is likely to hold rather right-wing uh, personal views, but there's virtually no record with which to judge this nominee. And uh, it's interesting that the conservative right is the most uh, outraged by this apparent uh, oh, betrayal by good old uh, Bushy. Uh, of course, we have Michael Brown defending his uh, incompetence at FEMA in one of the more bizarre congressional hearings I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Double-digit drops in auto sales by GM and Ford as a result of... Uh, and declining sales expected as yeah. the fall season uh, gets underway there for sure. And one of, uh, by the way, one of Ann Arbor News' uh, e- e- economic columnists wrote that a, quote, a hurricane of Katrina is going to hit Michigan uh, hurricane economy style, that we're going to bear the brunt of a lot of these uh, fuel problems. Uh, then we have the bizarre... Saga of the ice that uh, apparently traveled some 3,000 miles and ended up in Maine. Ah, <laughs> uh, gee, why didn't they just, FEMA, why didn't they just charter, charter a boat and uh, head up to the Arctic Ocean where uh, there's all kinds of... Tuck float- a few glaciers down. Yeah, there's all kinds of floating ice uh, just ready for the picking. Uh, maybe it's a new uh, uh, industry that can be expanded by the... Uh, uh, skeptics of global warming because there is a very interesting uh, scientific art- article that appeared last week uh, showing the extent of the uh, decline of ice in the Arctic that's really mind-boggling when you look at the square miles involved. We're talking here uh, a decline of over a million square miles of ice. Interesting and that the, the the big success of the uh, Penguin film earlier, well, it's still playing in theaters everywhere, of course, uh, even articles appearing suggesting that Staunch conservatives and right-wing religious types find the movie uh, heartwarming for its family values, but you know this—if if any creature is uh, affected slightly ahead of humans on the curve, then uh, penguins uh, uh, by global warming. I think, boy, those religious right-wingers who like the family value of the penguin should probably get interested in uh, reversing the trend of global warming. And, of course, their habitat is Antarctica, which is far more important to the uh, implications of global warming because that's actually ice that, when it melts and goes into the sea, uh, rises the sea levels, which has been documented by various scientists at uh, various locations. Of course, we've got the Bali bombings and, uh, well, I think Judith Miller has finally been exposed. Uh, Her propaganda-oriented writing. Of course, this she was freed from prison related to the so-called uh, Valerie Plame uh, investigation, but it turns out the Scooter Libby was her source. Well, it's quite likely Scooter Libby was her source for all the disinformation that she wrote in the New York Times uh, pre-2003 regarding the so-called weapons and of she mass was destruction. Ho- she yeah. was a hook, line, and sinker uh, on those keynotes in the Bush uh, mini-symphony of deceit. Well, Scooter Libby, of course, is Dick Cheney's uh, main aide, and I don't know if you saw the photos of Dick Cheney, but he's sporting a cane now. Well, he's just had the recent uh, double knee surgery there for the uh, blocked uh, 
arteries. And of course, uh, I just saw that Dick Cheney was speaking to welcome a, a platoon of returning Marines who have suffered uh, extremely high numbers of casualties, both killed and injured. Um, kind of heartwarming to come home and have Dick Cheney give you the pep talk. It, it actually said it was a debriefing. He's probably going to implore them to uh, not talk uh, about how bad things are over there. And over the weekend, we see photos of uh, U.S. Army uh, and Marines unloading the, the personal belongings of uh, deceased comrades uh, from helicopters. Those photos we can see. Their material possessions, their worldly belongings, their alarm clocks and socks packed up in boxes uh, on the deck of an aircraft carrier, but we can't see their coffins coming back. Yep, and of course uh, the Bush administration has once again been exposed uh, of buying news, uh, a covert propaganda report according to the GAO. And very troubling indeed. And then, of course, we have the bozo of the week, William Bennett. As I like to call him, the gas bag of virtues. Because, of course, he made a lot of money and got a lot of uh, ink spilled uh, some years back. Former Secretary of Education under uh, Reagan and Bush the first, or just Bush the first. I'm not sure on that. but uh, Well, he was Education Secretary under... Oh, and then Drug Czar. Drug Czar, yes. He was the nation's first Drug Czar. Uh, apparently never in charge of gambling uh, enforcement, because apparently he uh, developed yeah. quite a habit. Right, a very expensive <laughs> personal habit there. Seven million dollars of losses? Well. Yeah, I mean, even the White House had to come out and condemn Bennett's remarks, and, you know, they can just barely... I mean, Bush has never really apologized. He said that he didn't do as well as he should have on New Orleans. Okay. I don't know if he strictly said the words, I apologize for my failure, but he's had issues with that. He's finally choked out the word conservation uh, with regard to our nation's lack of an energy policy. But, uh, yeah, even the White House had to officially condemn Bennett's remarks. They're pretty remarkable. And in a way, in all his attempts <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, kind of reset the context of uh, his comments and to, uh, you know, oh, wow, what I was suggesting... He, it's almost like in his attempts to retract, he's trying to say, well, my main point there was that nobody would be for that much abortion, you know, uh, when really it, it, what's most glaring, of course, is the, the racist element. I mean, it's just, yeah. there's no hiding it. Well, he's, uh, his comments are simply indefensible. I mean, and he's uh, deserves it. I mean, he's such a blowhard. He's always been on... Uh, TV talk, news shows, etc. as a pundit. Well, there's even a, a cartoon produced by PBS uh, called Stories from the Book of Virtue. This is a collection of children's stories that was uh, edited under his supervision or under his signature or whatever. Um, you know, teaching moral lessons and values with this kindly uh, old buffalo uh, telling children <laughs> stories. And, you know, some listeners may actually not have heard uh, the quote itself, so it's worth repeating uh, here just so that uh, you've, you've heard it. Uh, quote, this is Bennett, I do know that it's true that if you wanted to reduce crime, you could. If that were your sole purpose, you could abort every black baby in this country and your crime rate would go down. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's painful 
Well, it's probably from the Book of Virtues by Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, if not Strom Thurmond, uh, co-edited by Trent Lott, and of course George Bush is. Uh, can't wait to sit on Trent Lott's porch down there in Mississippi, sucking on some lemonade. Maybe watching Foghorn Leghorn cartoons. <laughs> uh, or Tom DeLay on Fox. Yeah, Tom DeLay. <laughs> Who actually said... The amazing. rat exterminator. Former rat exterminator. That's right. He may need to uh, look into reacquiring that equipment. Uh, although he claims on Fox over the weekend to... He's convinced he'll be back as mm-hmm. speaker. And he's also convinced that the Democrats have, quote, an incredible lust for power. Um, I see. Which... Okay, uh, they don't really demonstrate it come uh, campaign time, I think, in a lot of ways. But yeah, anyway, uh, exactly. DeLay also says that the Democrats are going to overuse the indictment process, which I guess means the criminal courts, and that they will end up losing big in the midterm elections in 06 anyway because they're going to overplay their hand. I mean, this is the pot calling the kettle black right here. This is exactly what the Republicans are just completely unraveling on well, this kind of... Well, and to claim that they're overplaying their hand is really ridiculous. They're, they're virtually silent there, you know. But Frank Rich's columns are always talking about how non-existent they are in terms of their so-called message. So I don't know what he's talking about. They're very unorganized. And, of course, it was Will Rogers who once... I don't belong to an organized party. You I'm got a it. Democrat. Uh, I'm a Democrat. Right. Yeah, and that, of course, was back in the uh, in the old days. Well, you know, there. I mean, it's a problem for the Democrats if they can't make something out of all these fiascos. Uh, it's really a pathetic statement for the oppositional party. There are Democrats, for example, who support sending an additional eighty thousand troops to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, admittedly, too few uh, troops were sent over in the first place from a surely tactical point of view, but that mistake is unfixable now. I mean, the war is unwinnable. Well, and I don't know where these 80,000 troops are. Um, <laughs> right. They, they don't really exist, as uh, recent recruiting numbers have proven uh, repeatedly that there are problems uh, with the American Pentagon. Uh, their ability to recruit uh, live bodies uh, to go over there and serve as cannon fodder for the insurgency. And Bush, of course, continues to assert that we're safer because we're fighting them over there rather than here, uh, which is all baloney. Um, Very few of them have the uh, wheels, so to speak, to even get over here, uh, let alone the uh, (coughs) boats or uh, hurricanes, I mean uh, planes. And then, of course, there's more interesting economic information. It's interesting, uh, I think in two weeks, courtesy of uh, Tom DeLay and the Republicans in the uh, House, uh, new bankruptcy laws go into effect on October 17th. And uh, there's been some intellectual studies that show that actually it's two or three years after a hurricane when most people file for bankruptcy. But here's some just interesting data. Uh, from yesterday's New York Times about the uh, state of the economy, which I would argue is basically on the verge of stagflation. Um, That, of course, was a phenomenon that uh, Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford gave us in the early 70s. It started when uh, oil prices began to skyrocket as a result of the oil embargo, as a result of America's involvement in the Yom Kippur War. And uh, mounting costs for years and years of Vietnam. Yes, and the debt entailed with that more on uh, who uh, 
racks up this debt in a second. But just on this economic data that's interesting, numbers don't lie. This is an unauthored editorial, by the way. Uh, America's uh, 4.9% unemployment rate in August was near historic lows, for example. But last year, wages for the first for the average American worker, adjusted for inflation, fell for the first time in a decade. Gross domestic product grew by 3.3% last quarter, the 15th quarterly increase in a row. But median household income remains below what it was in 1999. Corporate profits grew by 6.9% in the second quarter. But bankruptcy filings were also 12% higher than in the same period last year year when household debt reached a record high. So it's interesting. It's this debt. It's this uh, obvious uh, increase on the horizon of inflation and uh, the continuing layoffs uh, that are occurring in many sectors of the economy. Weakness in the housing sector already preceded these hurricanes. So there are some dark clouds on the horizon, but luckily the Bush administration has a conservation energy program unveiled today and i think duct tape was involved well it could also be just turn out the lights and operate in the dark they could hardly do any worse and of course the white house is going to try and save themselves more information about the uh, <coughs> cronyism that is rampant uh, in washington i think if anything is boiling at the surface regarding all these scandals involving abramoff delay Frist, uh, and a variety of in other people that have recently been indicted, uh, high-ranking officials in the Bush administration. Uh, more uh, information about the bidding process. Uh, this is courtesy of the new uh, Nation magazine uh, regarding um, the incompetence of FEMA. They write, like clockwork, FEMA awarded cleanup contracts to the usual well-connected companies, including the Shaw Group. Kellogg, Brown, and Root, both represented by Joe Alba, a former Bush pal. Ash Britt, which we talked about last week, a Florida company tied to Haley Barber, scooped up uh, trash removal contracts worth $568 million. Um, this is amazing. And, of course, this ice debacle, uh, when you read the details of this uh, about... Uh, <laughs> The Odyssey of the Ice. I haven't actually heard about that one. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, basically, 91,000 tons of ice cubes, that is intended to cool food, medicine, and sweltering victims of the hurricane. Apparently, this ice debacle is going to cost taxpayers $100 million. And to put that in perspective, that is what the big debate in the 1980s was over aid to the Contras every year. The hundred million dollars, and of course Reagan and North uh, found ways to evade the law once the Boland Amendment was passed uh, by selling arms to Iran and uh, sending cakes and uh, Oliver North himself over to Iran to uh, give a Bible and a cake. Yeah, to Ayatollah Khomeini with a with a quote from Galatians of all books of the Bible. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm sure that warmed the cockles of the Ayatollah's heart. But, yeah, this ice uh, odyssey is uh, almost amusing uh, in which it drove around the country and ended up in Maine, of all places, which I think is, you know, basically one of the coolest states in America and hardly uh, needing any ice. Well, maybe there's a party at Candybunkport. That's right. Happening place in the 80s. It's the cocktail. Uh, I can use that ice for Bush's cocktail parties. 
with his uh, cronies. Or maybe send it over to uh, keep Karen Hughes on ice. Mm-hmm. And she faces a little pressure over the weekend. An interesting article um, from the Washington Post reprinted in the Houston Chronicle, which is how I come to it. Uh, which suggests very interestingly that not only do the Bush people have uh, the incapacity to speak to general audiences here in their own country, but they have the need to protect their stories, their flimsy excuses, uh, even overseas by hand-picked assembled audiences because Karen Hughes spoke in Egypt where, according to this article by Glenn Kessler, she was warmly received. Many in the audience received U.S. funding or were exchange students. And what was Karen Hughes talking about? Well, improving the image of the U.S. in the Middle East and uh, talking about Saudi Arabia and how women are depicted in the uh, American media, etc., etc. Well, she goes off to Turkey, and interestingly enough, the uh, U.S. Embassy asked an umbrella group in, uh, named Cater. Uh, that supports female candidates to assemble the guest list. And what they got were a bunch of regular folks who are not happy about the war. Uh, so these Turkish, fe- Turkish feminists uh, went off on Karen Hughes, uh, denouncing the war, uh, insulting, uh, well, not insulting, but talking about being insulted by her presence to talk about well, how the U.S. wants to you know, depict Muslim women accurately and uh you know sounds like she should have dusted off that buffalo <laughs> <laughs> and he, bring it along he could have told amusing stories about america's moral virtues no doubt and Cartoon style fatman varga and a kurdish woman's rights activist i think has it completely right here she says war makes the rights of women completely erased and poverty comes after war and women pay the price and that is absolutely true uh, rights uh, for women in uh, Iraq are going backwards. They, it's too dangerous to even leave the house. School is out of the question. Um, this was, at one time, even under the horrible tyrant Saddam, um, a secular state, by and large, where women had you know, high-ranked professionals well, yeah, in, in, in fact, society. Their, their uh, rate of professional job uh, holding was actually way above the United States's. Uh, it was one of the more... Pro- As it is in Iran. One of the more so-called progressive areas of Saddam Hussein's uh, tyranny. Um, of course, Saddam... Uh, you know, was aided and abetted by all sorts of uh, military and CIA deals over sure. the years that uh, have never adequately been investigated. And in fact, is one of the interesting f- problems with any public trial of Saddam Hussein. The Bush administration, of course, conveniently puts all of the so-called al-Qaeda terrorists uh, on ice, uh, and we never see their trials. We never hear actually what they have to say or what they may have done regarding the 9-11 plot. Um so, yeah, the public trial of Saddam Hussein coming up uh, on well, your I, local station. If I was Saddam soon. Hussein's lawyer, I would uh, I'd subpoena Donald Rumsfeld to come in and give a character reference. Yeah, and find out why the uh, Reagan administration approved uh, anthrax sales. Uh, you know, a couple of New Jersey companies were <laughs> allowed to sell anthrax to Saddam Hussein during the 1980s. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh duplicity on the part of uh, our government. I was talking a little bit about the the debt situation, and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Floyd Norris has a very interesting piece in the Saturday uh, 
business section about the growth of federal debt. Of course, the main focus of this article is about the uh, increase in foreign uh, holdings, and he's got a couple of pie charts that show that in December of 68, foreigners owned 6% of the debt. In 88, they owned about 20% of the debt, and now, in June of 2005, they own well over 50% of the debt. And this, this is, these are basically treasury securities sold by the American government, in which he talks about who's going to, quote, pay for Katrina. <laughs> well, interestingly, of course, American taxpayers are uh, one way or another, but the problem with all of this publicly owned debt and the annual rate of growth of debt is below it, and it shows repeatedly that the Democrats actually fiscally are fairly responsible. Just for example, Kennedy uh, had an annual rate uh, of debt increase of 1.4%. Lyndon Johnson, who's always been called the tax-and-spend liberal of uh, American history, 0.08%. And Bill Clinton comes in uh, the best of all presidents at 04 uh, compare this to other presidents of the GOP persuasion. Of course, Nixon lucked out. He resigned, so Ford got stuck with most of his bills. <laughs> Ford comes in at 37.9%, Reagan at 14.8%, and Bush's father at 10.6%. And needless to say, Bush himself, current uh, Georgie uh, Bushy, Bubbly the, boy, the man that's doing a heck of a job, uh, what, is, what was that statistic from the re- recent Harper's Index about the number of months he's been on vacation? That's Eleven. Far. Eleven, yeah. Almost 20% of the time he's been president, he's been on vacation, sipping uh, lemonade with uh, his aides while they brief him about <laughs> the state of affairs around the world. Because he famously, of course, told the American public that's where he gets his news from. He doesn't read the papers doesn't watch television. He allows his aides to brief him about what's going on in the world, which may explain some of the problems with his response or his awareness of uh, the situation in the Gulf Coast uh, a month ago. But uh, as Norris writes, since the end of 2000, as George W. Bush is taking office, federal debt is up by $1.1 trillion. American investors as a group have lent not one penny of that. They have instead been net sellers of Treasury securities. The latest numbers on just who buys and owns Treasury debt released in late September showed that foreign investors and central banks have increased their holdings of Treasuries by $1 trillion since Mr. Bush took office. Another $213 billion was bought by the Federal Reserve. Uh, that record stands in stark contrast to the deficit spending president to whom Mr. Bush has often compared Ronald Reagan. Reagan still holds the record for the largest dollar increase in federal debt, $1.4 trillion, but it took him eight years to accomplish that. In contrast, Bush in four and a half years has uh, almost equaled that number. So that gives you an idea of the serious problem uh, that these deficits are are having in the long term, and how uh, alas uh, these uh, costs are going to be <laughs> borne by our quote children and grandchildren. Well, and it's also especially painful, uh, you know, if this money were being racked up for repairs to infrastructure or to overhaul American educational systems, uh, you know, it would be understandable. But when you realize that it's basically just a publicly funded 
reapportionment of cash into the coffers of the well-connected corporations, uh, it becomes nauseating. Yeah, and and the explosion of the lobbyists, as the uh, <clears throat> Tom DeLay thing has has shown, uh, just in the last five years, they've gone up uh, under the Republicans, the lobbyists on so-called K Street, from about fourteen hundred to thirty-five thousand. This is where this money is being spent. I think I read once, even foreign aid, which is widely criticized by many ignorant American people. Uh, you know, we should cut foreign aid. America is actually the most parsimonious in the world in distributing foreign aid, both in terms of uh, its per capita assistance. But interestingly, something like 80% of that money actually goes to American companies. Right, which then give things to the poor or whoever yeah. is being affected, tsunami victims. Or and, whatever. of course, propaganda efforts where we uh, promote Uncle Ben's rice, you know, those sorts of programs. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, you know, uh, some of this money can be used to uh, pay commentators to uh, favorably review Bush policies, which, of course, the Education Department under Bush says in defense of its payments to this uh, Williams fellow, uh, his commentaries were, quote, no more than the legitimate dissemination of information to the public. Well, there you go. It's as honest and open as that. This administration can't not lie. Yeah. It's uh, it's well, really pretty remarkable. Well, that's, yeah, that's paid propaganda. And interestingly, of course, Armstrong Williams appeared frequently on, on the Fox News Network defending Bush and occasionally even on uh, uh, things like uh, CNN. Um, and, of course, you know, his salary was being underwritten by some corporation that I don't have in front of me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just startling. Uh, the more and more you see... Uh, in, in upcoming weeks, I d definitely want to get back to this Republican war on science theme because it's it's a very fascinating uh, what's also going on in terms of uh, their own propaganda uh, regarding undermining issues like global warming. Uh, because as the uh, Nation magazine has pointed out in its most recent, uh, this is very interesting, 